Welcome to Geek Salad, a podcast about two guys talking about their passion for anything geek, from the digital world to the not-so-digital world. Now here are your hosts, Randy and Jay A. LaRock. What's up, guys? Welcome to another Geek Salad, a special one right before Christmas. It is technically Christmas Eve Eve, and we're filming this guy today, which is great. Um, of course, I sit there and I turn to look at my watch and the stupid thing where you like they add it in where Siri automatically realizes like, oh, you're looking at your watch. So let me bring up Siri, which is funny because every single time I've actually like looked at the watch and moved it up because I want to talk to it. It never works. But when I'm like, oh, what time is it? And I look and then it turns on like, really, really? Now is when you're going to do this? I've seriously proven that Siri listens to me because I watch it. It's on my desk and I'll be watching TV and I don't even say the command word and it'll turn on. Sometimes it'll even say, oh, I don't know what that means. I'm like, I didn't ask you anything, Siri. What are you, what are you doing? I, I got one even better on you. So I have a HomePod at home because, of course, that was like the last thing I bought from the fruit stand before I left. And the thing that's funny is... Like my watch, my iPad, my phone, it waits for me to say, hey, Siri, which is fun. But I can kind of like be talking with people or whatever, and it won't even pay attention. Now, the HomePod on the other one, and I can understand why the HomePod would do it more. It's because it's just set to just always listen for that. I crack up because like we'll be like my wife and I'll be sitting there watching, you know, TV in the living room and then we start talking. And out of just nowhere, you'll just hear Siri like, I can't find the answer for that on the internet. And, blah, blah. and I'm like, you do that whole like, wait, did, did, and then you start thinking back and then you're, you're like kind of processing through your mind. Like, yeah, I can understand how she thought I said it. Like, <laughs> it's just so weird. Siri knows too much, man. I'm telling you, these things are going to know stuff about it. It's going to start blackmailing us soon. Hey, like I sat there and I said, Google proved it when they made that AI that within, what was it, like a couple of hours, it programmed another AI and then it developed a language that it spoke back and forth between that AI by itself that no one knew what it meant. And the folks at Google was just like, yeah, we're going to turn this off now. And <laughs> I laugh because I'm like, you see, that's that's the beginning of the of the end right there. Like they had that thing on for a couple of hours and it was already becoming self-aware. And I'm like... Terminator, you know, the whole Terminator movie series is going to happen, and the voice of those machines is going to be Siri coming to get us. She's going to, like, sit there and her voice be, this is for those times you made me look up stupid things on the internet. <laughs> I am searching for coffins. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's going to be, oh my god, I I, um, I feel like that's what's going to be our downfall. Oh, Blame so... Google and Apple. I know that we have a lot to talk about and we want to get to like Christmas stuff, but I think that one of the things I've been looking ever since the whole Fallout 76 thing started oh my was God. just how much like hate and attack it's gotten. <laughs> and it's interesting because when you go, like if you're on Reddit or something and you go to the uh, section that's just for 76 fans, you mm. see a lot of like positive posts, right? Mm -hmm. and sometimes it gets to the point where the positive posts are let's say a little bit too sappy you know it's almost <laughs> like they're indoctrinated into something mm -hmm. but someone was talking about how a lot of these uh streamers specifically will put out things that will match whatever is the hate of the day 
And mm -hmm. they realize that doing that is going to get you a lot more views, a lot more clicks than being like level headed, like being even keeled, level headed, trying yeah. to see both sides gets you nothing. And sadly, it kind of looks so because I did my own research and I just started looking. I just started typing in Fallout 76 and I started looking through and it's just negative, negative, negative. People just ranting, ranting, ranting. And that has higher views. And I'm talking about not even like the top streamers. I know the top streamers are going to get views probably no matter what. I go for like lower middle level just to see will this give them a boost. The ones that are level headed about it is – they're the ones like they barely get any views. And it's not even mm -hmm. as if they're sitting there like telling you, oh, Bethesda's great. Fallout 76 is great. No, they're giving you pros, cons, in-betweens. And it's like that should be good, but no. People really do feed off of the mm -hmm. negativity and like hate. Not just telling you like this is wrong with what the game is. They want you to be like railing against it, <laughs> which I think is kind of sad because – I've always spoke about how we as consumers should hold companies accountable. So if a mm. game comes out and it's bad and, and it needs to be patched or it didn't give you what was promised, you should mention that. You shouldn't just accept it and sit back and be like, oh, well, it's okay. They'll fix it later. No, you should hold their feet to the fire. But this thing where ranting is the only way you can get hits and that people just want to hear people railing and telling you, oh, it's crap and I hope they go out of business – I just think that's a really bad trend to get that mixture between someone that's basically licking their boots and then burning <laughs> the boots. That's that's true. I mean, like, if you sit there and you look at, like, you, me, a couple of the old guys from Red Eye, like, we all jumped in on 76. And, I mean, looking at the game, you can sit there and say, you know what, yes, Bethesda dropped the ball on this one. Like, they could have made it so, like, crazy. And like looking at the game, it's like, damn, like it's a, it's unbelievable. They spent all this time on this game, yet it was something that splintered off from Fallout 4. And I agree with like, you know, I mean, you, you go through those Reddit posts and you see how like people break down all the stuff and they're like, it's hard to believe that this is something that they've worked on since Fallout 4 came out. Supposedly they say they've involved like a bunch of other different studios you know, all under the, the Bethesda blanket, you know, all these different things that it's like, man, if you guys have really been working on this game for that long, like it, it, it really seems like involvement of other studios was like, y'all open the doors to their office and go, Hey, take a look at this screenshot. This is good enough for you. And they're like, yeah, that's good. All right, cool. And they close the door. Cause I couldn't like, I couldn't see like what different things they would have like brought to the game itself. Like, I still have been enjoying the game because like I love Fallout. And there are things that are like weird little things that the game will do every now and again that you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I can see where they screwed this one up. But like the new enemies are really, really cool. Like I've had those moments where like I've been walking along. Like I think my favorite one was I started going down a bit because I was just like exploring the map just to like unlock locations, just like so a fast travel easier. And I remember I started getting down into the area that's like the swampland. And like it tells you like, oh, you know, if you're going to walk around in this area, like you want to make sure you're either wearing like a biohazard suit or a gas mask because, you know, you'll protect yourself from getting a disease. And I'm like walking along and I see these huge trees and stuff. And all of a sudden I see this thing that looks like, <laughs> looks like a tree. And I'm walking and all of a sudden I notice it kind of does this and turns like towards me. 
And I'm like, what in the heck is that? And then, like, I look at it, and of course, you know, if it's an enemy, it'll automatically your crosshair turns red and it gives it. And it was like one of those like Meyer Luck queens. And I was oh. just like, okay, so even though the little Meyer Lucks are tiny, their queens are the size of a house. And that's where I sat there and I'm like, all right, for right now, she ain't coming towards me. She's staying all over there. Like we had that, we're cool. You stay there. I'll stay here. We won't mess with one another. And it was cool. And then I I came across a freaking her, uh, a hermit crab that took a bus as its shell. And that was fun. That thing was chasing after me. And I found like, like it's little weird things that the game does. Like, so it would chase after me and there was this like fallen tree. And I realized like if I jumped over the tree, and stood on the opposite side of the tree, he would come towards me as if he wanted to hit me, but get stuck on the tree. And then kind of like, like turn left, turn right, and then realize, oh, I got to go around. So he'd start going around the tree, and then all I had to do was go in the opposite direction of the tree, you know? And he would just like keep going around, and then like he would sit there and run, come around, and then I'd jump over the tree, and he'd come around, and like he kind of do this turn left, turn right, like, where, where do I want to go? So it was, like, really weird because it was, like, it got stuck in this little kind of, like, back and forth. And then eventually I do enough damage where a lot of sometimes what will happen with those bigger enemies is they realize, like, wait, I'm losing this fight, and they'll kind of, like, run away for a bit. And then, like, you start damaging, and then they come back at you. Like, it's almost like they right. lose aggro and come back. And he kept doing this. So I dropped this thing. And I was just like, man, that's hilarious. And I'm like, I wonder if I could do that to the Luck King. And I'm like, well, let's see my most powerful weapon. I had that black powder gun, which I showed JB and I, what I didn't realize. Cause he was like, you know, oh, da, da, da. and we were in a building and I'm like, you ought to hear this thing shoot. And like, <laughs> it's like, you've seen the black powder handgun and you've heard how loud that thing is and how slow it is <laughs> and how slow it is. Dude, the black powder rifle sounds like a cannon. You just hear this, ba-doom, you know, but then like you see, you lower the gun, you drop the pellet, you know, you pour the powder and you drop the pellet and then you pull out the long stick and pack it down and then put the stick back and then ready up the gun and then click back the thing. So it takes, uh, I want to say it's about a second longer than the black powder handgun to reload. Yeah. But what I didn't realize, and JP was the one that told me, he was like, oh, dude, you could actually see your dude going through the animation of pulling the powder off the side of the gun, pouring it in and all that. And he was like, dude, that looks super cool. But... Like that game, like I agree with what you say is like people that are sitting there getting the hits and things like that, they're just like just realize like, oh, this is what's popular. I want to get these clicks. Let me do this. And that's what they're doing. And I think like, I mean, granted, you if you if you go through Reddit, you best believe there's enough posts there that people have put Bethesda to the fire and then some. Yes, exactly. It's Which like, is not a problem. It's like they burned them at the stake, collected the ashes, and then lit the bottle of ashes on fire again. Like, I mean, it's crazy. Well, the problem is, is that when you jump from the idea of collecting karma to now you can actually get money because you can get clicks and views, Mm -hmm. it gets even worse because it's like everyone said, it gets to the point where you'll see these people and they're not even really talking about something new. And what's worse is sometimes you'll look at some of these streamers, some of the ones that are like smaller, you, it doesn't even seem like they played the game because they'll start yeah. talking about things and you're like, wait a minute, this doesn't sound like someone that played the game. This sounds like someone that just read a bunch of stuff on Reddit or online and it was like, 
Let yes, me regurgitate too. this stuff <laughs> to tell yeah. people. It's like, look, I mean, like you said, there's so many posts. You could fake it. You know, it's like mm -hmm. when you uh, go to Wikipedia before you have a, a test where you're given some kind of uh, presentation at school. You know, if your teacher lets you go away with a couple of Wikipedia notes, that's fine. But I just think mm -hmm. that we already had the controversy where you had people saying that, oh, well, this company is giving you games or they're giving you this. So now you're telling it, oh, every game is nine out of 10. You know, they always make fun of IGN for that. <laughs> but I think at the other end of it, you can't just have these people that's just going to destroy, a, a, you know, a game that they're not even playing. And you know that they're not playing either. It's like they'll even say things that are not even in the game anymore. Like I saw one where the the video was only put up like two days ago and they were talking about like, oh, there's no push to talk and this and that. It's like, wait, they already added that in, that, in the yeah. previous so you know that they haven't even played it. It's like, man, guys, you gotta gotta give it a rest with that. I mean, I, look, we're in the same business as you guys, trying to get the views and hits. But man, at least at least play the game. You know, at least oh, you're on my phone. Oh, what'd you break? <laughs> they're on my phone. With my phone dropping. But it's funny because of that issue that we had. I decided I was like, you know what? When I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go check out a game that they were talking about that also comes from that world, but how it started out bad and it was good. I started playing the Elder Scrolls online and I started playing that ah, and I was like, oh man, I remember playing that. All right. Yeah, because, you know, they were saying like, oh, that, that was a game. And I remember a long time ago, I got uh, something from ZeniMax. I think the, the company that does it mm -hmm. along with Bethesda. And they're like, hey, try out this for two weeks free or whatever. And I played it and I was like, I didn't like it. This was like, like I said, like two, two and a half, three years ago. So then when they were like, oh, you know, maybe this game will be better by then. And I'm like, well, let me go check out, you know, ESO. And I have to admit, it is actually really good. Yeah. Uh, I, I played it and it's like, you know, of course they do have the loot boxes and all that, but there's nothing in there that's pay to win, you oh. know? Um, and the quests and all that and the classes and, like, everything is voice acted pretty much. And I was like, hmm, this is a pretty good game. But at the same time, I said to myself, man, do we have to wait two, three years for Fallout 76 to be good? And if that's the case, are we now basically saying, I mean, some people already say this, to not purchase games when they're new. You know, at least not mm -hmm. that type of game. Like the game that you might purchase when it's brand new is a game that was always being single player and you know it's not going to have many differences to it. But games like this, it's like, do we just wait till it's in a bargain bin? Like the other day, I picked up Battlefront 2 when they had it on the Origin uh, sale mm -hmm. for like 10 bucks. So, I mean, is that the key? Don't buy it when it comes out. Wait, you know, six, seven months and get it half price? Yeah, I mean, that that's the thing that like I remember, God, I want to say it's, the reason why I'm like, oh, that's why you're playing it. Like, I I started to play that. I picked that up after a couple of friends of mine that we were like playing Rainbow Six and all that. Like, started jumping onto it, and like I picked up ESO when it first came out, and I got in there and I was just like disappointed. And I think like the 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 thing with ESO was people expected it to be, you know, Elder Scrolls like what Skyrim was, but now oh, I get to like play with my friends and like you get that feeling from the first introductory mission but the moment you get out into the world you realize like oh this is just like any other mmo out there exactly and i 
like playing through it like the first time i played it i was just like yeah this thing just seems like it's missing something and then when i jumped back on i said wow they've like completely changed how this game is now for the better but like you say yeah it's been a couple of years they had to push it to free to play and it's an interesting thing where it's like the free to play but they do have that like subscription model that like gives you which i did like subscribe for a little while just to see like what the big difference was huge difference when you do the subscription thing to the when you don't because a all your crafting items goes into, go a, into a, separate a bag, bag. Yeah, and it's a like separate a bag. it's a forever bag it never yeah. gets filled and that was the thing that i was like all right and then not only does it go into your forever bag but then it like it's all tied to your bank which is amazing yeah no it's there is a limit i found out i think it's like 700 or something like that items but like to give you an idea i went from god i want to say i was like in my 20s i think it was something like that and i was like zero crafting and everything i grabbed i was breaking it down to like its raw materials and then one time I went to my bank just to see how much stuff I had. Dude, I only had like 350 or 400 things. And I'm like, holy crap, I've been doing 20 levels of just all the stuff I don't use or what I can't use, just breaking it to the raw materials so I can learn all the different things and researching. And man, I was like, okay, like, yeah, that's like, you can almost feel like you, you won't fill this up, you know? But it's 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 it's, <laughs> I hate to say it, like, that might be like that where we, we may have to wait. Well, I, I also think that's interesting as far as um, that model for MMOs, because I like the fact that you can start anywhere where like still like even in World of Warcraft or something like that, you still only have certain zones. And then what happens is that when you go to another zone, it's like, oh, this zone is level 20. This zone is level 30. In mm -hmm. ESO, it's not like that. Everything right. scales everywhere you go. And I think that that is going to be like the next view for like any MMO that might come out in the future of that type is that you should be able to go anywhere. Cause I pop all over the world, which actually makes the world seem bigger mm -hmm. because it's like, Oh, I'm in this city and I'm fighting things by level. I go to the next city and look, Guild Wars uh, two and stuff have things like that too. Wow. Where it scales with you. Yeah. Uh, on the extensions. I, yeah. So, but I think that that's cool because, and, and like you said, it doesn't have that drop off anymore. Cause it, I, mm -hmm. See, I'm trying to remember. I don't think they even had all that voice acting. I think it was like partial voice acting or something. Oh, now, everything, even the side missions that are miscellaneous, that normally miscellaneous missions aren't voice acted, they're voice acted too. So yeah. it's like, wow. And then it's kind of funny because you contrast that with 76 where everything is text basically or most mm -hmm. things are text. And you're like, man. So what's happening? Like you could have made it where like more of the robots talked or everything. And you're not looking at this consoles mm. all the time, but I, I, I think the other, the other big thing with like 76 that like, if you look at it, it's what like people talk about and it is you start getting these quests and it's like, Oh, go find such and such person. And you're like, cool. And then like, initially you start like, Oh, I'm going to find another person. And then you get there and the person's dead. Yeah, and then you get another mission like go find such and such person, and then you start thinking like, oh, I'm gonna find a person. Oh, look, they're dead. And then you realize by the third time they're like, go find such and such. I'm like, that's gonna be a corpse. Like, yeah. you're, you've already lost that thing. I'm like, I'm not gonna find a person out here. You know, um, I find it neat that what they did do is like those just like random like 
dead people that you find that you'll find a hollow tape near them and it'll give like kind of like a little background story on them which is kind of yeah. cool um but yeah like that, that that game has like there's moments i get into that game and i'm like man this is amazing and then there are moments that i'll be like this is amazing like god i'm so frustrated at this thing and since there's been so much hate on bethesda we had Obsidian come out, well, launching, telling about their new game. And that's a post-apocalyptic game. So people are like, oh, my God, it's going to be great. It's so much oh better. God. And it's like, hmm. <laughs> like, it's like, are you going to pump these guys up and make it, like, too good to be true when it does come out? It's like, I... The, the thing that's crazy, though, with that one is, like... All the people that have sat and actually seen the game have come out and they're like, this was the Fallout like we deserved. Because they're like, it's not in the Fallout universe, but it's this post-apocalyptic and like in space, blah, 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 like all these different things. And they're like, man, one one guy even went as far as to say, he's like, I could, I could so picture them if they were to do something like another Fallout New Vegas type of a thing in the Fallout universe, but utilize this engine and all this stuff that they're doing in this game, they were like, it will blow everybody's mind away. You know? Yeah, and I have to say, the, the Outer Worlds, it does look cool, but as some people have said, you know, don't all of a sudden crown this like a great game and we don't <laughs> even know yet. You know, we're looking at trailers. I don't even think there's, you know, like even no the top play. strippers or anything have any yeah. gameplay yet. So yeah. it's like, I understand it's like, you know, Bethesda's dropped the ball, but the, don't just start anointing the next game, the next big thing. Um, yeah. What, what else? Far Cry is coming out uh, with with their new one too, and that's also that's like a, a post nuclear thing. Yeah. So. so that's a that's an interesting like spin to it because it continues the story. It's the first Far Cry in the whole series that actually continues the story of one of the stories of the Far Cry. And it's Far Cry 5 that they continue the story. Now, let's see, how long has Far Cry 5 been out? Two years now? Has it been? So spoiler alert, I think it's like a year or two. All right, spoiler alert, basically what happens at the end of Far Cry 5 is Joseph launches a nuclear missile and it blows up. So this story takes place supposedly, you know, X amount of years after that. And I think it's like five years after it or something like that. And, and just quickly for anyone that hasn't that, that wants to know like what Far Cry was about. Basically, it's a small town in is it Utah? Montana. Montana. And basically it's been taken over by this cult. You know, and it's like it's kind of has the same setup as like some of the older ones where you have the different factions. But this time it's like a crazy religious cult and you have to go around and like free the people and and try and save everything, which is kind of funny because when I played, I kept thinking to myself in the beginning of the game, you're in the helicopter trying to escape and your helicopter crashes. Mm -hmm. And then later on, when you're trying to escape with the other sheriff guy, he's like, oh, we got to get it. We got to call the reinforcements and we're driving in a truck and a truck crashes and he gets taken and all this stuff. But then later on in the game, you have helicopters. And I'm just thinking to myself, wait a minute. <laughs> I have a helicopter. Can't I just go fly and get the National Guard right now? But, you know, I digress. I, I will say this. The one spot in that beginning, like, whole thing when you put Joseph in the helicopter and the helicopter crashes, that I just, like, sat there and just like, whoa! It, it blew my mind is the part where you're, like, sitting there 
you come to everybody's knocked out and you hear Joseph still see, uh, singing Amazing Grace and you hear the woman over the radio like, what's going on? What's going on? And he just grabs the thing and goes, dispatch. And he's like, you know, he's like, we're all okay over here. And then you just hear her over the thing like, yes, Father, praise be to you. I was yeah. like, what? And you're just like... <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and then he just looks at you and he's like, like I said, there's nobody coming. And I was like, I was like, what just happened right now? <laughs> that moment in that game just blew me away, dude. Blew me away. I, I have to say, I think I've had a little bit too much fun breaking the necks of those fundamentals. It's like, for some reason, I've killed Nazis. I've killed all these things in games. Those guys, I really had fun killing. I don't know what that means. I'm gonna have to talk to my shrink about that. I will say this though, man. I've got, I gotta get me a dog like Boomer, cause that little dog, dude. I'm hauling down the highway at 80 miles an hour, and that dude's like three feet behind me. Just, <laughs> I was like, how's that dog keeping up with this car? I'm like looking at the speed. I'm, I'm doing 55. Turn around. There's the dog like four feet behind the truck. Another thing about that game that's really weird was the whole bliss bullets. I'm thinking to myself, so wait a minute. I, you have these bullets that can knock me out with one bullet, yet oh, everyone God, else is yes. using regular bullets, and I'm just owning you. But when you really want me, all of a sudden I get sniped by a bliss bullet, and I'm knocked out. And I'm just like, and this is dude, one of those things where you have to like, you know, suspend belief for a little bit. Yeah. It's like, okay. The other thing that like I didn't realize is, how much bullet sponges those people that are like high on the bliss are? Oh yeah. Man, you walk up on the regular, it's like pump up, you know, like two shots are down, two shots are down. <laughs> walk up on a dude that's got bliss like half a clip later, <laughs> that dude's still like ah. <laughs> I was like, hey man, like I know drugs <laughs> will do stuff to people, but when you unload half a clip of five, five, six bullets into a guy, I don't care how high you are, you're going down, dude. I don't know. I think that that's kind of the key to church now. They're talking about how especially younger people are turning away from the church. They add weed to church. Man, <laughs> could you imagine? You're just sitting there like, yes, Father, whatever you say, Father, just go. And you'll just be sitting there. That just replaced the pews with, like, lazy boys. And people will be in church all day. Girl Scout cookies selling out in the front. I'm telling you, people will go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so and i know we had this discussion the last time to go to the, to the next big thing um so we had the discussion i think we were talking about the, I, I, it was either here on geek salad or it was our other show on uh, you don't get the show where we were talking about red dead redemption 2 or like uh -huh. how big that was gonna be and I sat there and I told them, I said, I'm not going to buy it because I'm not going to do the same thing I did with Grand Theft Auto V, where I literally bought it on PS3, then traded it in, got it on PS4, and then traded it in and got it on PC. I said, I'm waiting for it on PC. Thankfully, thanks to my best friend, he uh, early Christmas gifted me Red Dead Redemption 2 on the Xbox One. And I've played through the first chapter of the game, and holy crap. I can now see why people are like, this thing is amazing. Da, 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 da. Like they took their time making this game by far. The funniest moment that happened to me so far was uh, in the first chapter, you go and go to attack, <laughs> go to basically rob a train 
and whole gang goes with the horses and you line up up on a ridge and you see the train tracks coming the moment i went like this and stopped with my horse the horse's tail went up and this thing just took the hugest dump <laughs> right on camera and i laughed so hard because i'm like okay because they said like yeah the horses will act like real horses and this is that <laughs> but like the thing that's great about it is I got the one X. So it's like enhanced for the one X and it looks amazing. Like first and foremost, it looks amazing. The whole hunger thing is kind of cool. I agree with what kind of like some people said about it, where when you first start playing it, like stuff like skinning the animals and looting the people and all that, it's like super cool to like actually see uh, Arthur go through and like rummage through their pockets a bit before like you move on once you've done it once like you don't need to do it again yeah and you do it again every single time so it'll take you 10 minutes to loot you know a camp because you you know finagling this guy move to the next one feel up his pockets and then so and it's it's like again really really cool beautiful attention to detail but like once i've seen him skin a deer i don't need him to see him skin the second deer or the tenth deer or the hundredth deer like you could just sit there and go bloop, just like you used to do in Grand Theft Auto, where it was like you would loot something and you'd see him look through, and then all of a sudden you just run up and hit the button and you just get the stuff and you can keep moving on. Um, but man, like just the the crazy things that that you can see. I think the funniest thing by far was the one where I was chasing a guy from a rival gang on horseback, and I'm <laughs> get ready to get the rope to throw it at him, to lasso him off the horse, and the horse just went <laughs> and flew over. This dude flies off the horse and lands on the ground. I don't know how the guy wasn't dead, <laughs> but it was so funny. I was like, the horse hit a rock or something. I don't know, but it was the funniest thing to see. Just to see this horse just like <laughs> roll over, and the guy just fell off. Oh, man. But, like, seriously, like, now I see why why people were, were were like talking like this i mean like simple stuff like when you shoot like a revolver it's not like a a, a double action revolver like you have to bah, and you'll if you hold down the trigger he'll automatically cock back the hammer for the next shot you know and it's neat because if you sit there and you like like butterfly the the trigger he'll actually like grip it and pop 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 you know he'll shoot while you know like like just real fast put, 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 pull back the hammer to shoot like stuff like that and looking at it, it's like man this is interesting as hell like even the uh the, like the winchester rifles you shoot and when you pull the trigger a second time he'll click click he'll then click off the the next round i mean little like i said little details like that that they put into this game is unbelievable do you think it's coming to pc i'm having hopes with all the stuff that they've talked about like of the data miners and all that stuff. Um, like they, they're finding more and more evidence that they're finding references to PC stuff. So here's hoping that they do. Here's hoping that they don't wait a year before they do it too. But I'm just like, all right, it is what it is. But man, it is it's a great game. Highly suggest this is that's this is definitely going to be on people's Christmas list. Speaking but, of that, do, do you already know all the stuff that you're getting, or do you actually put stuff in in under the tree wrapped up? We do put stuff under the tree wrapped up. So like, I know some stuff that I'm getting, but I don't know all the stuff I'm getting. 
So, what was some of the notable stuff that you've gotten gaming wise for for Christmas? Even like going back to like when you're really young. I remember for me like one of the young, the first things was like the Super Nintendo. I remember and and all these things. I guess the bad thing about being the only one in my family who was like into game and technology at the time was is that it couldn't be a surprise, but at the same time I didn't necessarily need it to be a surprise. Because I was the one that actually had to be like, okay, it's at this store. We got to go. Yes, this is the correct one. Let's buy it. And then we take it home. So it was never <laughs> one of those moments where I was opening a present and I was like, oh, my God, it's a super Nintendo. I knew exactly what was going on, but it was still great to go and know that you were soon going to have it. Yeah, for me, it was Nintendo, Super Nintendo. Um, yeah, those are like the two big ones. Because like for me, my brother was just as much into gaming as I was. So he would tell my mom, this is what you want to get, and da da da. So I had no clue. Like, especially for the Nintendo and all that. So um one of the interesting things, so here's here's an interesting uh thing. I ended up getting it for myself, kind of like as a uh, congratulations for acing my damn Cisco one class. Um the kind of new hotness that's going along this year that came out of Gen Con. So this is a game called Keyforge. Um, by for the magic and my magic the gathering folks out there, it is designed by one of the two folks that made Magic the Gathering, Richard Garfield. Now, the thing about this game, like everybody knew come around Gen Con, like, oh, he was working on a game, he was working with Fantasy Flight, who's like one of the biggest game like companies now, thanks to Asthma Day buying them out. But people knew like something was coming, but they didn't know what. And they knew it was a card game. So people thought like, oh, is he like following up magic and blah, blah, blah. And he's followed it up with this. Now, one of the things that made this game really interesting, and it was like something that people couldn't kind of like wrap their heads around, was they sat there and they said like it's a card game, but it's going to be different from magic in the sense of Magic the Gathering right now They'll have a meta deck, let's say, that's out there. And you can go and you have to buy the individual cards and put the deck together, and now you have it. The big difference with Keyforge is, is that they put together a 37-card deck, and they sell it, and it's randomized. Um, and that's what you need to, to, to play. So the thing about it is, as opposed to Magic, where you say, like, oh, I want to mix these cards together, like, it comes with the cards you need to play, and you can't actually mix the cards together. Hmm. So they're basically put together to work specifically with the cards that are in that deck, which is interesting. Um, And the way that they kind of said it is, it's going to take away that whole, like, you trying to hunt down, you know, cards specifically to put into your deck where now you could get a deck that oh it's not all that great or you can end up getting a deck that's like a phenomenal deck but even when looking at that like they sat there and they said like there's not gonna be like a really bad deck like you'll never be able to win with that deck you just have to figure out how that deck like the cohesion between that deck how it works and then how you play that deck itself so the thing that they kind of changed around in this is it's not like it has like in magic where you have creatures that you can you can call out but the goal of the game is not to attack and take the life points away from your opponent it's essentially collecting um a resource called amber so it's almost like amber but with an e in there so amber 
And once you get a specific amount, you can actually forge a key. And the person that wins is the first person that can forge three keys on the thing. And you do that by manipulating the card. So you can sit there and instead of attacking with the creature, use it to, to get Amber. And then you just kind of play it. And the way that you actually play the cards, as opposed to like magic, where you have to lay down the mana first, and then you can cast your spell. You call out one of the three factions that your deck makes out, and then you could play all of those cards from your hand if you want to. So it's an interesting thing. Like I have yet to sit down and like play it, um, but I'm gonna like probably, probably on Christmas Day play with a friend of mine that we play like Magic like crazy, and just see how how it plays itself. Because what's cool with the starter box is it gives you. So they sell it in two ways. They sell this one starter box for like forty bucks, and inside is two decks that are specifically made to help teach you how to play the game, and then you get two sealed decks that are random decks that they've created so you know it also comes with like the little counters and stuff like that for the amber and the and the keys and all that stuff and then the other way that they sell it is they actually sell just a box of the the 37 deck cards and you could buy it just like that and so you could technically go out spend 20 bucks to get two decks and you could play the game because it gives you the rules there and then you just gotta like get whatever you have around the house to act as like the, the counters and stuff that you need. But it's amazing because people are like, you know, you can get crazy with this and you can buy like the starter set and a whole bunch of decks and just see if you can find a deck that you really, really like. Or you can just say like, you know what, I'll spend 10 bucks and get a deck and I'll play. Um, and they're like, they're really pushing behind this because they're going to like actually do tournaments and stuff like that. Is so they're one gonna... versus one or more than it's one versus one. Um, but what's kind of cool is they're already working out that they're going to have tournaments just like they have for Magic the Gathering, and they're going to make two types of tournaments. One be a, hey, you bring what deck you want to play with of your decks that you own, and that's what you use for the tournament, and they're going to have tournaments where you literally walk up and everybody's like, all right, I'm taking this deck, and then you open it up, and that's what you play with in the tournament. So it's going to be interesting to see. Like, it's it's... It seems like a really good idea, and I'm looking forward to to, to playing it. Like it's gotten me hype. Um, I know there's like a bunch of like the the different board gamer followers that I follow that they say like it's it's an interesting way of like making the game, and it's funny because a lot of people that have played Magic like the first thing they're gonna think is like I'm gonna throw out all these monsters and I'm attacking you with everything, and you're like, oh, that's not really what I need to do, you know? So it, it, I, I can't wait to play it just to see what it's gonna be like for sure. Have you taken advantage of anything on the Steam Winter Sale? Um, considering the fact that I own mostly everything I want, <laughs> not really. Um, I think the only thing I ended up getting so far has been um, Prey and Dishonored Two, where they had like a bundle for like I want to say it was like twenty bucks for both games, something like that. But that I think has been the only thing I've gotten. Um, I mean, this God, this is just so many good games. Like you can't. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I, I've I've oh man, I've, I've played so many different good, really good games that they've had out. Like, but that's the problem. It's like I I see something and I'm like, ooh, maybe, and then I'm like, yeah, and I kind of talk myself out of it. Um, there's man, there's just like so many good little 
It's sad because it's gotten to the point where I'll buy a game just so I have it on Steam instead of like whatever I had it before. You know, it's yeah. like I like you know, like if it's really cheap. Like I remember I bought Bayonetta just because mm-hmm. it's like I wanted to have it. Same thing with Devil May Cry. I already beat it, but I was like, you know what? I can have it. It's on Steam now. It's there forever or whatever. So I buy it. It's like, and I, then I actually went and played it. It's the same thing. Like I, I bought the the, the uh, Battlefield One uh, during that same sale that they had over at Origin. Ooh. So it's like I got that and then Battlefront Two, and I think I got both for fourteen dollars. So I'm like, yeah. you know, it's it's funny because it's like you start. It's gotten to the point where I've thought to myself, I'm gonna get a pizza, and I'm like, no, you know what? I'm going to eat whatever crap I have in my freezer and then get this game instead. <laughs> so I guess yeah, that's good man. for weight loss. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm I'm at the point where... So, like, I have The Witcher 3 through... God, I'm trying to remember where I got it from. Um, I want to say it is either... Da, 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 either uh, Good Old Games, I think I got it. Pretty sure it's a good old game store. And I think I picked it up like because it had like some ridiculous sale like that one. It was still pretty new. And I picked it up, and it's like I'll see every now and again they'll throw it onto like Steam, like oh the super gold duper wowzer edition. It's like fifteen bucks, and I'm like you know, even though I already own it on one of the other ones, like it's almost worth it just to get it for the DLC because I have heard the DLC for that game is insanely good. But it's like, uh, like there hasn't really been anything to call out to me. Like, I mean, looking at it now, like I think I have a friend of mine that has the forest, and he said that was pretty cool. But it's like really like creepy. Um, vampires on sale, and that's about it. Because I already have Odyssey. Dang, I don't think there's anything else that I could see that I would want. Like Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I have it on my Xbox, which I have to play. So, <laughs> funny thing about that is, so this is what I laugh at. I picked up when I got the Xbox One X. I got the bundle with Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and I'm like, "Oh, finally, I'll get to play the, the 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 Shadow of the Tomb Raider." And I completely forgot that I never played the second game. So I played the 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 Shadow the the Tomb Raider reboot. And then they came out with Rise of the Tomb Raider. And when it first came out with it, I'm like, I'll wait for it to go on sale and then I'll pick it up. And then, like, I just never picked it up. And I completely forgot about it. And then I saw Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And I'm like, oh, yeah, now I can get the Xbox. I can get it and I can play it because I've been wanting to play it. And then not realizing, like, oh, there was, like, a whole other game, like, before this that I never saw. (laughs) So it's like, I want to get it. And I think... They may be bringing it to that Games with Gold. Um, I have to see because I know there was one that I wanted to log in and get it because... You know, us being older gamers, do you think that if we had all this back when we started up... Because I keep thinking about how I would be excited when... Remember when some of the games the magazines they started giving away the playstation demo discs oh my god we were like we played like either one level of mortal Kombat or maybe like half a level or something else and thought that was so great and now like there's no such thing as a free-to-play game the closest thing to that was 
if you could download and of course back then you didn't even have dsl yet mm-hmm. you could get like the doom and it was like what was it the first five chapters of doom and they would yeah, give it to you free, like, or you could go to Best Buy and buy it for like five bucks. That was like the closest thing. I remember, yeah, because I remember it was like they'd give you that like first chapter for free, which was like those like five or six first levels. And like, and and that's the thing that I laugh at is like when you sit there and you look at it, like those people were smart as hell. They would sit there and they gave you just like a little taste. Of like the game, and then like you really started getting into the story. You're like, I want to see what's going on, and it's like, oh, I gotta pay money now. But it was it was so good, and and that's the thing is like, I don't think they could get away with that now, because like back then it was just like it was so different. Because like you said, there was no internet, there was no anything like that. Like you would get these like discs included with the magazines or whatever, and then like, oh hey, let's play this. And now it's like you can get every demo off the internet. Um, yeah, for you younger gamers, what you don't realize is back in the day, uh, people would collect subscriptions to some of the top, this is more for computers than consoles, but for computer games, there'd be like maybe five or six really good ones that came out with demo discs and you can find links that will show you like what they came with. But every, every month they would have maybe like three three or four playable demos on this and that would be how people would have things and of course you gotta remember these magazines were not cheap either at least the the cover price might be ten dollars or more some were fourteen dollars a month so if you got it for a year you might got it for maybe less but then that's that's what people would have at their house they'd have basically two sides they'd have all the demos that they would get from their magazines and then they'd actually have a you know like a bookshelf with the games that they purchased and that, that was like how you divided between the two. Oh man, I shouldn't have looked this up. What what happened? Son of a gun. I looked up Rise of the Tomb Raider. Oh, you found some and, stuff to buy? And Steam and Steam has it on sale. The 20 year celebration, Rise of the Tomb Raider, that includes the season pass. Regular price $59.99 on sale on Steam for $11.99. See, that's how they get you. And the problem is, is that oh my God. you almost can't talk yourself out of that. You know, that's why that's why uh, iTunes blew up. You know, for people mm-hmm. that don't know, the reason why iTunes blew up is because they were the first ones or one of the first ones, really. Because there was some kind of like half shady, half broken way to get uh, – <laughs> like just songs without buying the whole album. But you got to remember, this was a time people were still buying cassette tapes. CDs were big, but people still were buying cassette tapes too. Cassette tapes were usually between 8 and $12. Oh CDs were anywhere from 14 <laughs> to 20 depending on it. Like it was a double CD, it might be $20. So sometimes people would buy these CDs and like two games, I mean two songs or three songs. So when um, – iTunes said, hey, you know what? You can buy each one for 99 cents and you can pick and match and put it into your own library. That was game changing for people. I'll put it in. And if you think about that's what it is with games now. It's like, do I really need to buy this game for $60 that I'm not sure of when I have the Steam sale where like half the games are 30 to 70% off? I will one up you more on that. I'll put it this way. I'm going to date myself right now. Remember back in the day. When you would have those little like thing, the inserts on the on the uh, on the magazines, 
that it was uh, those like those clubs. I forgot the names of them, like the two big ones that they used to have, where it was like pick ten CDs for a dollar. Yes. Yes. And then you had to like subscribe for like you had to buy four CDs at their regular club price, which was like double the cost of what it would cost you. Yep. So you'd like order ten CDs for a penny, and then you're like, ah, I've I made out like a bandit, and then you realize, oh wait, I literally just paid for all those CDs in the four CDs that I had to buy off of them. For people that don't know, these clubs were so weird. Like this is how this is how sad we were back in the day. They would have stickers like stamps. And you would, and they'd have like a bunch of artists, like they'd separate it by whatever the genre was, like rap and rock and so on. And it would have all this list, and it would say, "Okay, put the ones that you want to be part of your subscription, stick them here." And you'd have this card, so you'd be licking, and you'd putting like the album covers on these things oh, for what right. you want, yes. and then you'd mail it in, and then they'd see it, and then they'd send these things out to you. And then some of them were like a penny, but then like Randy said, other yeah, ones were like full right. price. Yeah, and you would like, pick the ten you wanted for the penny, and then you were like, "Okay, pick the four that within the next like." You know, your next three months that we'll send you each of that's right. God, now that you say that. So you picked everything ahead of time. God, now that you said that, holy man. I knew I a guy that. like that who had so much disposable income. He was the kind of guy that every day he had something because he was into so many things. He was always getting magazines and this and that. He was also like way back in the day. They had the Omaha Steaks. They still have it, but oh back God, in the yeah. day, that was considered like you were like rich if you got Omaha Steaks every month. He had that. He had like cheeses that came to his house. Like this guy was like he was the Amazon guy before. You know how they talk about the Amazon <laughs> perk guy who every day there's Amazon boxes in his house. This was like the guy before that. And it's funny because um, uh, so I'm gonna be moving to Seattle in what? about a year. Yeah. You got, yeah. You're going to be leaving to, to Seattle? You're leaving yes. the sunny shores of Florida? To... Going back to the West Coast. So, obviously, gamers are expanding. Yeah. We're going to be all over the world. Here. Oh, man, that's messed up, man. Now we're going to have, like, weird, you know, I'm a, we're going to do, like, hey, let's do a show at 2 p.m. And you're like, oh, wait, that's 10 a.m. my time. We're like, yeah, no, we ain't going to do that. <laughs> well, true, but at least I'll have a regular schedule because I'll have a new job that's not I'm not working late at night. That's true. Um, so that's funny. Be able to do it during the week. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, ooh, but what ooh, idea for a new show? We'll have to do like Friday nights, like this drunken, you know, <laughs> drunken gamer hour. Well, what we're actually going to be trying to do is because here I'm at right now. Unfortunately, all we have is Comcast, and the one that we have is like the business class. So that's mm -hmm. why it's not that great as far as streaming. So that's why we don't really do like a lot of streaming stuff. But when we move, we're getting like the top of the top of the top. And out there in Seattle, they have like, they have like a no uh, monopoly rules. So there's like all types of companies oh, really? all battling each other. Plus, they have Google Fiber out there. So if we if we have that at our place, we'll get that. So we're gonna be doing some streaming of stuff too. So that'll be Ooh. fun. But one of the reasons why I brought this up is because a friend of ours moved out there, and he's Cuban, and he's used to having like. Cuban things like Cuban coffee, the um, little pastries and, and things like that. So they have a loot box for Cuban oh, people. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. And it, it literally has things that Cuban people would have. And it's like made by Cuban people. So it's not like what American people think Cuban eat or want. It's actually made by Cuban people. So it would have like stuff in there. And you can pick and choose certain things. And they'll send it to you every month. 
So when I heard about that, I was like, oh man, you know, I'm used to hearing like cheese, coffee, chocolate, steaks. Then you come to, of course, you know, anyone who's been around the internet for a while knows about loot boxes. I didn't realize, do you know there's a loot box for almost anything? There's candy loot boxes. There's toy loot boxes. There's loot boxes for girls. There, I mean, I, I couldn't believe how many, like, if you wanted to, that'd be funny. Like, let's say you won the lottery and you just had, like, screw it money. You just start subscribing to, like, every loot box type you want. And just every day, you're just getting boxes of stuff. Like, what's this? I couldn't believe how many they are, man. Yeah, like they like what's funny is like you have your typical like your regular loot box, a gaming loot box. Like you have like that one that's like the Cuban, the Cuban food thing. So it has like the Cuban coffee. The one that's hilarious is I had a friend of mine that she got this like it was almost like a Japanese like snacks loot box. So it was like so weird because like you'd say she would get these things. And we like start pulling out and like, you know, it's all in Japanese. You have no clue what this thing are. You just see like a picture of a squid on the cover. And you're like, I guess we're eating squid. You have no idea what it is. Because I think like the way that they made it, I don't remember if the little descriptor like was in English and Japanese or it was just in Japanese. Like I, I really blew my mind. I'm like, what? Like there's a thing for Japanese snacks. Are you kidding me? Like. But she was like, yeah, they, they never sent anything like bad. You know, it was all like certain weird stuff and things like that. But she was like, it was all pretty good. Like, as a matter of fact, that was the, we tried. So they had this thing that it was like, it was really, really funny because it was this like pinkish bag had a picture of a, like a cartoon squid on it. And when you looked at it is it, if you could imagine it was these like, kind of like a, a, a toasted almost like breading but like just picture if you have an idea of what it could be it was almost like a chocolate covered peanut where instead of chocolate it was this like coating like a breaded fried like hard coating and we're like what in the world is this and we had no clue so we obviously were like you know we made out like it was peanuts so we're like oh it's peanuts and we start eating it and we're like wait that doesn't completely taste like peanut. And why is there a squid on the cover? And then we found out that what it is, is it's a peanut that's covered in a breading that is made with this like, almost like um, a like salted dried out squid. And that's like, because that was, that's the thing is like, you see the breading, but then you see these like little kind of like lines in the breading. And that's that, this like salted squid thing. And it didn't taste bad. Like, it was like, oh, it was like salty. So like, and it like, the thing that was like, you chew it and you're like, oh, there's the peanut. It's a bit salty. And then. Your cat wants it. Yeah. I was like, what do you, what do you, she's having a drink. I heard her snoring like crazy. And I was like, she's going to wake up. Sure enough, she woke up like all freaked out. But it was funny because. Like you'd sit there and you'd like eat it and you're like, oh yeah, there's the peanut. Oh, there's a bit of saltiness to it. And then you're like, what's that fishiness I taste? Like that was the squid. And it was so funny because it was like, I, I, the only thing I can kind of like attribute the taste kind of to is like, it was almost like a anchovy, but not as fishy. Oh. You know? So I, I mean, I was just like, these actually aren't that bad. Blah, blah, blah. And I ended up finding them when I went to like uh, up here. Um, I went to, we have like a, a, a marketplace, an Asian marketplace called H Mart and they have them in the, in the snack aisle. And I was like, Oh, Hey, I remember these. And like, I would buy them and 
they would um, they're, they're still just the same as I remember. I'm like, oh yeah, they're, they're pretty good. They're you know, it's an interesting thing to chew with. So do you open your stuff like on the 24th, like as soon as it's midnight, or do you just wait till whenever you wake up? It's one of those. It depends on how tired slash drunk I am. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Because usually, because usually it's that whole like if it's been a long day, it's like I'll get up in the morning and open stuff up. Like as a matter of fact, I think it was like last year where I worked, I was still working retail, and it was just like that whole like, you know, <laughs> you work retail, man. The the holidays are just a blur of just tiredness and stress. And I remember I came home Christmas Eve. And I'm like, I'm having a beer or three. And like, I was just kicking them back. And then I just got so tired, probably like around 10, 1030. And I'm like, I'm going to bed. And I passed the hell out. Like I was out like a light. And my wife woke me up at midnight. And it was like, you don't want to open your gifts. I'm like, I'm sleeping. I just want to rest. <laughs> and I passed back out. And then I woke up the next morning and then we opened up our gifts. And it was just like, man, like, I, I, it's nice to know that I'm not going to be like, if I'm going to pass out before midnight, it's going to be more drunk than tired. <laughs> yeah. The progress. The progress. And we shifted from exhaustion to drunk in this. <laughs> but I, yeah. I, I'm just thinking that the holidays, man, it's like how you have this evolution because, you know, if you have someone that's into sports, they're usually like watching sports all day. Usually the family might be watching like a parade or whatever. Now I think they do the dog show or whatever. People like God. watching that. All the gamers are playing video games and everyone's like yep. playing games, telling you what they got. Oh man, I got a new headset. Oh, I got this. I got that. It's like me. I'm going to be the... cooking all day. Oh, I'm you're on food. Cooking. Yeah. Oh, dude. Come on now. Went to culinary school. Huh? I'm making prime rib. So, Ooh. so prime nice. rib, prime rib with garlic mashed potatoes and it's and green beans and a brown butter sauce so so for anyone listening if you subscribe now and leave a comment randy will send you a prime <laughs> rib <laughs> sure i will <laughs> sure yeah freeze dry it in a pack and send it out i mean hell as a matter of fact the first I, so funny enough i did one for thanksgiving Hold on, let me. It was my wife and I got three and a half pound prime rib, and I did it with like, there's the picture of it. So that was, you know, the prime rib. Um, that is sweet potato with marshmallow and then stuffing on it. And it's funny because like if you look at that photo, like I actually overcooked it a little bit. That looks good though. Um, and that was my first try, and I overcooked it only because I we ended up getting for ourselves on a sale uh one of those like breville um convection toaster ovens so like the not the hugest one but the next one down which is really nice and i was able to put that whole roast in that oven and what i forgot was i put it on convection and i didn't turn the temperature down because usually convection i think you have to turn it down like 25 degrees or 50 degrees from because the of the convection yeah from whatever so if it's like 350 or so you i think you either put it at 325 or 300 um, and I put it at 350, so it actually overcooked it. But for like a quote-unquote failure of my first one, like it still came out really good. And we were like, I was like, okay, I'm definitely doing this for for Christmas dinner. So, uh, quickly before you wrap up, how is yes, Battlefield yes, yes. uh, Battlefield Five going? 
Uh, now you just remind me that was the other thing I wanted to talk about. So, uh, to say that it's a great game would be kind of lying. <laughs> I want to say. So here's here's the thing. I've always, always, always been a Battlefield person. Always. I will pick it over Call of Duty hands down every single time. Reason being is I just wasn't like, and as the hands and the eyesight got older, the reaction time has gone downhill. You younger gamers will see this with age. Don't think it's like, oh, I screwed up. No, you're getting old. It's just part of the plan. And I mean, although Black Ops 4, like I really have enjoyed it and all that. And it's been compared to like Call of Duties that I remembered, like 100% way better. Battlefield 5, I went into it and I remember reading all about the stuff and the attrition system and all this. And I'm like, it sounds interesting. Like I'd want to see it. And then I played that first beta weekend. And what amazed me is part of, part of the thing that I remember reading about the game was people were saying like that were playing the game behind the closed doors and all that as they were showing all these like journalists was you looked at the way that EA was pitching the game and then they would sit and play the game. And they're like, why isn't EA like, showing more gameplay like pitching the gameplay of it because they said like you look at the ads and you're like i don't think that's going to be a good game and then they'd sit and play the game and they're like this thing's amazing and i remember sitting down in the beta going oh my god like this has been the best battlefield since like early days battlefield like battlefield two three four like those and what made it interesting was like, my thing with Battlefield is I had a love-hate relationship. I love the series, but I hated how it kept on switching into this, like, forever grind to get all the weapons. Like, you had to sit there and grind through your 125 levels to, like, unlock the guns for everybody. And then sit and grind through the each of the individual classes to unlock the class-specific guns. Hated that. Like, hated, hated, hated that. And to see the way that they did it in this one was just such a breath of fresh air. Now, a big thing that they changed in this, I saw the same problems that people did from the beta, which was in the beginning, you started with very little ammo and like no extra health pack. So they did the same thing as Call of Duty where you had to kind of like heal yourself. It wasn't self-healing, but they wouldn't give you a med pack at the beginning. So off the bat, you had 100 health, and then you had the hope that, like, where's there, like, a med crate station that I can run over and just grab an extra pack just in case I need? They switched that up where they made it where, like, okay, everybody starts with one med pack, which was good. They did also switch up where they gave people a little bit more ammo. So you used to start with two full clips of ammo. Now they made it where you start with three full clips of ammo. And if you top off, I think you either have four or five clips of ammo. So they made that a a bit better. And essentially, when you run over an enemy, every little ammo pack that you pick up is like an additional clip of ammo. So that was the other way of other than getting a um, getting to an ammo station that you can get ammo, which is really fun, too. The only thing that I will say once the game fully released. Or well, and, and even to put it this way, the what I found was really, really great. The gunfights felt really good because they had a pretty good um like field of the time to kill. Was like I think for me was just spot on because if you could get the jump on somebody and you aimed and you had your sights on them, 
which was like the old school battlefields. If you just pop, 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 like you could drop them pretty quickly. The thing that kind of like frustrated people was there were glitches in the game where what happened is if if your game and the server stopped kind of communicating with one another for a little bit and someone would like spot you and they started shooting at you, you would sit there and you'd, I don't remember because it's been a while since it's happened to me, but I don't remember if you could hear the the gunshots or not, or like you wouldn't even realize they're shooting at you. And you'd run and you'd round a corner and just like instantly, it was just like, boop, dead. Like it was this as if you got hit once and you were dropped. And the thing that it was that started to happen is people expected it to be like, oh, a sniper shot me in the head. Okay, yeah. But it wasn't snipers that were killing you and they weren't shooting you in the head. So it was basically would stop communicating. The, the 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 client from their side was registering. I'm hitting him with all these bullets. And then finally, when it would like sync up, it would say like, oh, you've taken eight bullets worth of damage and it would hit you all of it with at once. So that I think was frustrating people to the point where they were leaving the game and not coming back. They were buying the game, playing a bit, saying, man, this thing is horrible. And out they went. So what EA ended up doing was to say like, oh, we want to make it more welcoming to to newer players is we're going to change the the time to kill the TTK. And they actually made it where it took you extra bullets to drop a person. And then on top of that, they made the damage drop off at distance even more so. So what started to happen is now you've given a person less ammunition, you know, to start off with off the bat instead of being completely tapped off. And now you've made it where it takes more bullets to kill them. And the thing that was crazy is when you looked at it, the weakest class out of the game was the medic class because all they had was SMGs. They gave the DMRs to the assault class. So those SMGs were really only good in close quarter combat. So if you got a little bit of distance, it was it was you, you were basically nonchalantly going to be able to fight a fight. When they sat there and they adjusted the time to kill, all the buffs that they ended up giving the medics to kind of make them more viable basically just went out the window. So what was funny is the people that were playing Battlefield, now they had this new time to kill. And then what they decided to do is like, oh, we're going to come out with a a, a version of the modes called Core, which are going to have the original, the original time to kill ones. They also released a thing called Tides of War, where it was like you had achievements that you had to do, and then you can unlock like a weapon or whatever, which they said like you can unlock it here for free, or eventually we're going to release it in the in the store that you could use the in-game currency that you accumulate to unlock as well. Well, what then ended up happening is you say like, oh, I want to work on these on this thing, these achievements. Well, it would throw you into the original, only the original modes, not the core ones. And then you realize, like when you when I noticed it when I was playing Battlefield Five, I could normally get into a match within like a minute to a minute thirty. It now jumped to three and a half to four minutes. Because why? Because everybody was playing the core mode because they were like, we don't like the new TTK rules. So thankfully, EA heard and me when you're talking about the outcry. You think Fallout seventy six got some outcry? Let me tell you. When you have literally three big YouTube influencers that would play Rainbow Six, Battlefield, Call of Duty, when you had all three of them putting out videos saying, what in the world are you guys doing to this game? And I am not going to play this or endorse this game. 
it kind of influenced EA to roll things back. So, I mean, at least for right now, they've rolled back the TTK to the original stuff. And because that was the thing is that they started to realize is they were like, oh, we're going to roll these changes forwards. And then they realized they were losing even more people. And it wasn't the new people they were losing. Now they were losing the veteran people. So they're like, all right, we're, we're, we're going to roll this back. We're sorry. We, we, we done messed up. But there are still bugs in the game. And it, I mean, it's like you said, to, to kind of loop back to what you said is the whole like, why pay $60 for, for a game that's not, not completely done? It, I can see wholeheartedly in this game, like why people feel that because yeah, it's it still feels like one of those like, hey, like it's it's the original, it's the first Battlefield all, or not Battlefield, Battlefront all over again. It's like, hey, we paid 60 bucks and we didn't get a complete game. The only good side is, is now they're not doing any DLC packs, so we'll eventually get a full game. I wonder how many people are going to start deciding that, hey, you know what, I'm going to just wait. But I, I, so many people want instant gratification, and these companies know that, so I still think they're still going to have big opening day sales anyway, regardless. I think they are, but my biggest fear on that, especially as we all know the juggernaut that is EA is they're going to say, like, we're coming out with the next XYZ game in a series, and people are going to be like that, you know, once bitten, twice shy. I mean, like, eh, I'm going to wait till this thing, like, is out for a, a year or two before I buy it, and then what's going to end up happening, really bad, horrible initial sales, and then EA's going to be like, you know what? We're going to shelve this IP, and we're never doing anything with it again, like they've done with God knows how many of them that have had amazing games. And I feel I like that's one of my fears that I don't want that to happen. But it's it's I feel bad for like dice because it's like, you know, it's not dice that's doing this. Like, you know, it's EA like twisting the screw in being like, it's going to be out on this date, whatever you guys have, you know. And that's that's like just one of the like the downsides to to gaming is like, man, once these big publishers like sit there and get I mean, I mean, case in point, like, uh, what was it that sold? Um, like, Red Dead, I think, sold 500 million copies. Or no, I, I think it was Call of Duty Black Ops 4 sold 500 million copies in its opening weekend. And Activision Blizzard was like, yeah, it was a failure. I'm like, are you kidding me? 500 million copies in the opening weekend, and it's a failure. How many of those, how many games do you want to sell? Yeah, like, that's crazy. It's crazy. And I think the big thing is, is it's become that whole, like the business culture has been, it's like, oh, you have to have, you have to keep getting growth over year, over year, over year. It's like, dude, face facts, like you're going to hit a peak that you literally have all the possible gamers that are going to want to buy it to buy it. And you're not going to pull up, pull double digit increase year after year. You're going to soon get the single digits and you're going to have to be happy that you just had an increase over last year. Like, that that's one of those things that just drives me like it blows my mind when I'm like you've sold 500 million copies at $60 a piece not counting the people that bought the freaking 90 and 100 dollar versions like equate that out to money like no it was, it was like 500 million dollars in the first weekend and it's like dude that's like not chump change like the game costs you two hundred and fifty million to make. Like you've doubled your money. Like that's pretty good. And they're always oh, a failure. Are you kidding me? Like come on, man. 
Ah, the gaming world is just like my god. See, this is this is this is why I feel like more gaming companies and CEOs need to be like Nintendo's. And the reason why I say this is if you look at the year that Iowata when the when the Wii U came out that it was it failed as a system to sale to sell, he stepped up and said, "You know what? At the end of the day, it was my fault that this thing failed." And he took a pay cut as president of a company took a pay cut so that he did not have to fire employees that worked on this thing. Wow. Okay? You don't see that. <laughs> you don't see that. And like, I laugh because it's like, you know, I looked at this whole thing of like Activision Blizzard saying they sold $500 million. Oh, it was a failure. I'm like, yeah, you'll never see the CEO come out and say like, you know what? My bad. I'm going to take a pay cut. No, they're going to sit there and close the studio just so that they don't have to get rid of these like things. And it's like, man, Swear, man. I get a, this is this is almost like like the old uh, obsolete gamer, the Randy's rant. Yeah, exactly. stand on my soapbox and be like, Look, don't do this. Oh man, what have we become? <laughs> oh man, well, and that wraps up another good old geek salad. Um, it was nice to get at least a little Christmas show going, a pre-Christmas show going. Definitely. Which hopefully we get this out by Christmas. Hopefully, I don't know. I don't know what your editing schedule is. No, I'm gonna try to get out by to by tomorrow the 24th. So, ooh, a present to our viewers. All right. Um, but yeah, guys, as always, uh, thanks for subscribing. We'd love to hear your comments uh, in the comments section. Give us any good, any bad. Don't worry, we have thick skin. We can take it. And if you don't like it, we don't care. <laughs> We're still gonna make this show. We have um, thick skin and it's rubbery, so it's just and it's rubbery. I mean, go ahead, like anything you guys would, would like to see or, or like us do, feel free to comment. Like we always read through them. Um, but as always, guys, keep on gaming, have fun out there, enjoy your guys' holidays. Um, and for me and Jose, happy holidays to everybody out there. Peace, guys. Merry Christmas. Peace. <laughs>